In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. It was a Tuesday afternoon, and this man was driving to lunch. Not the Tuesday men's lunch we have at Barksdale's, but he was driving to lunch. And as he was driving to lunch, he noticed that someone was tailgating him, a little too close to his car. So he drove to a red light, stopped at the red light, noticed this person was real close to his car still, then came to a crosswalk, stopped for the children to pass by, and the car nearly hit him. And he looks in his side view mirror, in his rear view mirror, and this person has their hand outside the window shouting at him. Also something else going on with their hand outside the window. There was not a good situation. And so, as he takes off from the crosswalk, he starts hearing, the police. They take this old elderly woman out of the car, handcuff her, and take her to jail. She's in jail, and she is there for two hours, and then the officer says, it's OK, you're good to go. And she's just bewildered. Wow, why did you take me to jail? What's going on here? And the officer says, uh, you're all, your car's all checked out. It's all good. We saw uh, uh, the Jesus fish on your car, and we saw God is love, and we swore you stole the car. But it's OK. Wait, your car checked out. You didn't steal the car. And the lady left ashamed. Ashamed for Christianity is indeed a way of life. We know this. We've heard it before. Love your neighbor as yourself. Say your prayers. Read the scriptures. Go to church. We know Christianity requires action. Christianity is a way of life. For us, a way of life in a busy world, a world where we have to worry about our ACT scores, where we're going to college, whether we have enough community service, whether we have enough extracurricular activities to get into our desired school, a world where we have to balance friends, family, social life, balance our jobs, making sure we're making as much as we're spending, and at the same time, making sure we're spending enough time with our family, with our loved ones, make sure we're getting exercise, make sure we have the right insurance, make sure we're eating healthy, and the list goes on and on and on. There are a lot of moving parts to our life that we have to take care of. And we have the temptation to throw church and our faith into these categories as one part of our life, one aspect of our life that we have to take care of, something we have to get done. For too often, we compartmentalize our faith. We add it to the list of things we must get done. We see prayer as a chore, something we have to cross off our list for the day. We can see spiritual reading or reading the scriptures as something like homework that we've been putting off, something that's nagging at us to get done by the end of the day. We see these efforts as fulfilling one part of our busy life. We see it precisely as one of the many ways that we have to live. Christianity is more than just a way of life, more than just one singular way among many that we live. It's more than a religion. It's more than something to help explain death. It's more than something 
to identify with. It's more than just a community. All these are good, but in today's gospel, Christ takes Christianity one step further. Christianity is life. It's life-giving. Christ restores the demon-possessed man to life, a man living among the tombs, living as one dead. Christ brings life to this man, for life outside of Christ is death. The way of the demons is death. And we see this as the demons inhabit the swine and the swine plunge to their death. The way of the demons leads to death, being shut out from the kingdom. Humanity not fulfilling our calling as icons of Christ, as citizens of the kingdom. Christ comes to humanity to bring us life. I came that they may have life and have it more abundantly. Christ is life. He is the bread of life. He is the fountain of life. It is in the light of Christ that we see life. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. Christ comes to shed light on life, how life is to be lived. He came to guide us here in our life here on earth so that we could truly live, truly exist. He came to guide us to life, to wake us up out of our cycle of death and guide us to new life, life on earth that leads to the kingdom, life which is about communion with God and each other, life which is about selfless love, offering, offering ourselves to others, learning to look outside of ourselves and beyond ourselves. Life which is about thanksgiving, meekness, and humility. Life which is about repentance and resurrection. Life which is about relationship with Christ. Life which is about sharing in the life of Christ. His life becoming our life. As Father Alexander Schmemann says, to be Christian, to believe in Christ, means and has always meant to know that Christ is the life of all life, that he is life itself, and therefore my life, only in this possession of Christ as life, as the joy and peace of communion with him, certitude of his presence, makes meaningful the proclamation of Christ's death and the confession of his resurrection. God becomes man to share his life with us so that we can share in his life, the life of the kingdom. So sharing in his life means sharing in the life of the kingdom while here on earth. Our life is defined by sharing in the life of Christ, which is salvation. This is eternal life, that they may know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. Our life on earth is bound up with the life of the kingdom, which Christ has shared with us. And this is fundamental to our lives, this sharing in the life of Christ. St. Gregory the theologian says, remember God more often than you breathe. This is quite the challenge, but it reinforces the idea that we do well to remember that the whole meaning of life is caught up in sharing in the life of Christ.
is not I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And it's no wonder that we have this gospel reading so many times throughout the year. Uh, in seminary, it's actually kind of a joke. They're like, you better know what you're going to say when this gospel reading comes up, because it happens time and time and again. And I think it could be to remind us that our life is about sharing in the life of Christ, that this is the fundamental truth that needs to be hit home Sunday after Sunday after Sunday. It transforms all the other tasks in our lives. Our faith is not compartmentalized, it's centralized. Our faith is not just one aspect of our life, it is our life. It is the central element of our life, the axis around which our world turns. It transforms all the other tasks in our life, all the plans, all the programs. Christ tells the man in today's gospel to live his faith out at home, in his house, the center of his life. Christ tells us as he tells this man, take my life, the life I have revealed to you, into your home. Let it establish your house. Let it be the foundation. If our faith is our life, and our life is spent so much at home, then our home is to be filled with Christ and like a little kingdom of heaven, filled with the fragrance and the sweet scent of a life in Christ. In this way, our prayer is no longer like a chore. It's no longer about doing something on the checklist. It's about relationship with God. It's about sharing in his life. It's allowing him to become the center of our life. In this way, our spiritual reading and our reading the scriptures no longer seems like an assignment, but a means to share in the life of Christ, to allow his life to become our life. In this way, all our sacrifices we make to go to church no longer seem like a burden, but a fulfillment of the life we were created to live, a life that begins here and continues for eternity, so that when we come to the dread judgment seat of Christ, he will say to us, well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of your Lord, a life shared with him. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. <laughs>